we are live-ish. Oh, God. Welcome to Dog Central. On a Friday afternoon, I am Graham Coffey. My face will appear on the screen momentarily, I am sure. Uh, that's Josh Hancher. This is John Smith. We're here to do a little Friday uh, pick show. Look at some lines. Look at some prize picks. If you didn't know, you can use these prize picks picks yourself. And go get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Just go sign up for a new account and use code DOGCENTRAL with your first deposit. Uh, why wouldn't you do it, right? I mean, we all know I mean, Haynes King's not throwing for 290 passing yards tomorrow. <laughs> Free money, guys. Free money. Free money. Yeah. Uh, um, while Josh gets us straight here, uh, any – oh, yep, you got it. There we go. There's our faces. Beautiful. Bam. All right, Happy so in all fairness Happy to Friday Josh. Happy producer, Josh. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of sped up his clock here. Uh, my fault, not anybody No else's. fault. This would be great on podcast, though. Play like a champion, <laughs> no excuses. Goal number <laughs> 77. Um, John, I know you hey. have a hard out at uh, 145, so yeah, unload that clip, baby. Tell us what you're, what you're seeing on the board this week. Let's do it. All right, I have six picks against the mm. spread and four prize picks that I'm going to hit you with. All right. First one, UCF minus five and a half versus Louisville. It's a Friday night. I got it at minus one Oh nine. I'm excited about uh, this game for a number of reasons. Last week, Louisville gave up 449 yards of offense and 31 points while scoring just seven versus Syracuse. Mm. Malik Cunningham threw two picks um, it was South Carolina State, but UCF had a 600 yards of offense. John Reese Plumley accounted for 408 of those yards alone with 308 passing and 100 rushing. Um, I see this being – I do think Louisville is probably going to score some points this game, uh, but I see UCF. If you look at what Garrett Schrader did, which I'll talk about in my prize pick in a minute, if you look at what Garrett Schrader did to, to Louisville last week, Garrett Schrader is a poor man's John Reese Plumley, in my opinion. Um, and, and I think UCF is going to have a similar success against Louisville tonight. So UCF minus five and a half. I like that, uh, that pick this week. I so desperately want to join you on that. It's but it, a, it, it feels too obvious. You know what I mean? I'm, it, like, yep. I, I keep being like, somebody yep. there's something I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it feels very obvious. Listen, I'm going to go with the obvious. Uh, I'm seven and three against the spread this year, um, and nice. so we're gonna we're gonna try to keep this uh, this hot streak going. Um, the second one, this one, I'll just be honest. This one gives me a little bit of pause. The next two actually give me a little bit of pause, but I'm going with it because uh, scared money don't make money, as uh, someone said one time, um, and then it was appropriated by a coach at Florida. So Arkansas minus eight and a half versus South Carolina. South Carolina gave up 200 yards rushing to Georgia State at home. That game was 12 to seven at halftime or something. Arkansas played uh, a defense last week in Cincinnati that I think is a good bit better than South Carolina's defense. And so for me, I think eight and a half is, it's a little steep um, because this does feel like a Shane Beamer kind of, you know, Shane Beamer, Spencer Rattler, motivational type of game um, with something weird happening in Fayetteville. Uh, but um, I I have to ride with Arkansas just based on what I saw them do uh, to Cincinnati at home last week. I also think um, with this game being in Fayetteville, that that gives Arkansas another little boost. So I'm going to ride with that. So I actually also have a play for this game. You don't have to throw Perfect. my graphic up, Josh, but uh, – yeah, so the total yards in that South Carolina-Georgia State game, South Carolina got outgained 311 to 306. They only rushed for 79 yards. Uh, I don't care. I think that the Arkansas having Catalan, and they got a couple guys out in the secondary. Mm -hmm. So I saw Cincinnati throw the ball pretty well on them after those guys went out. If they yep. were playing, I would – probably be joining you on the eight and a half but i'm gonna join you on the or not join you but i'm gonna take over 53 points in that game perfect feels like a low total so 
getting in on the action and Fayetteville. Love it. All right. So I'm I'm at minus eight and a half. Graham is taking the over. Um, those are two two plays for you there. You can decide uh, which one you want to play. I I think I'm excited to see that game personally. I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, then the next game I think is going to be really good too. And this is a game that you know normally I would probably try to stay away from uh, for a number of reasons. But I'm I I'm going to take Kentucky to cover the six and a half. I got it at minus one ten um, for two reasons. One last week Utah had minus 0.88 net yards per play um, and still managed to put up 26 points on Florida. Florida, uh, even with what Anthony Richardson was doing, uh, only, you know, managed uh, 29 points in that game. I think that was a game that, you know, Utah had 230 yards rushing. Um, I think Mark Stoops and team will have a good game plan for Anthony Richardson. I don't like, Kentucky to win the game outright uh, but I do like it to be a three-point game you know kind of very, probably a similar vibe to what we felt from uh, Florida and Utah last week so I'm gonna go with Kentucky yeah I've been asking myself all week what mm-hmm. what do I think that spread would be if if Utah scores that final touchdown on the goal line and, yeah. and wins that game and I think it's yeah. probably different um, the four sacks that Kentucky gave up to Miami of Ohio does scare me a little bit, but I think maybe Will Levis runs this week was when he did not last week. Yeah, I I agree. I also think that, um, you know, Kentucky, their depth at running back makes me a little bit nervous this week, but I do think Will Levis, I think he's going to air it out. I think they're going to be forced to throw it around and he probably, he probably will get sacked a few times, but I also think he's probably going to get enough plays to actually put up, put up enough points to keep it uh, within a touchdown within a touchdown game so that's that's my pick um for, for kentucky florida all right next one georgia southern and nebraska oh my gosh if, you, if y'all don't know what clay helton has georgia southern doing down there last week georgia southern ran 78 total plays had a 2.29 net yards per play they threw the ball 46 times i don't in 2013 georgia southern beat florida and didn't complete a pass and in 2022, Clay Helton has them throwing the ball almost 50 times, um, which is amazing. Um, so a big evolution at Georgia Southern. Uh, 23 and a half is a lot of points for Nebraska. I mean, I think for me, it's this is this is more about what Nebraska has been under Scott Frost. I I can't remember the last time Nebraska beat a team uh, by 23 and a half points. They won. They beat North Dakota by 21 last week and had to do it uh, later in the game. So I think Georgia Southern with that air raid offense, uh, I think they're going to be able to to keep the ball. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know that they're going to score uh, a ton of points on Nebraska, but I also don't think Nebraska is going to score uh, a ton on Georgia Southern either. I think this will be a, kind of a possession type game and um and i see georgia southern hanging around and covering the 23 and a half yeah northwestern in 2021 was the 102nd best passing offense in college football at 187.5 yards a game how do you get right you start the season against nebraska (laughs) throw for 314 they made ryan holinsky look like a good quarterback which Maybe he is now. Maybe something's clicked, but he could not beat out Hunter Johnson for that job last year. So Correct. I'm not I'm not sure yet yeah. about him, but I do know that Nebraska's secondary just let slow dudes run free in the open all day over in Ireland. And I think if you're going to throw the ball 40, 50 times against them, you're just going to have some coverage bus. And I don't know what Georgia Southern's defense is or isn't, I think they'll give up a lot as well, but 24 is a lot of points, 23 and a half, whatever it is now. Um, I mean, like, dude, Nebraska was like, I mean, they were tied 7-7 with North Dakota last week. So I think that, uh, I think Georgia Southern can keep this within spitting distance. Agree. I think that's a good, it's a good play for, uh, for Georgia Southern at 23 and a half. All right. Next one, Kansas state versus Mizzou. Uh, I am taking um, – oh, there's a typo on the graphic. 
this is a big typo. Apologies, guys. We'll, I'll get this changed. I'm taking the under 56 and a half, not the over 56 and a half. Big one. Um, yeah, it's all right. It's I made the graphic and sent it to Josh, so that's my fault. But we're going to take the under uh, 56 and a half, Kansas State and Mizzou. Missouri had 323 uh, rushing yards versus Louisiana Tech last week. Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn are going to try to run for a lot of yards for Kansas State this week. I think it's going to be uh, two teams trying to control possession, um, and uh, and I like I like Missouri to have some success throwing the ball. Um, I don't necessarily love Kansas State having some success throwing the ball, and so I think they're going to be in a, a little bit of a little bit of a, a war of attrition there. Kansas State versus Mizzou, so I'm going to take the under 56 and a half. I'm uh, I'm also playing this game. I Missouri outrushed Louisiana Tech 323 to eight last yep. weekend. Uh, well, last Thursday night, actually, yep. I watched that Missouri D line come into Athens late last year and uh, basically shut down UGA's interior rushing game, mm-hmm. and they did not have an answer for it. Uh, yep. If they were playing a team with a good passing game, I would be worried. Adrian Martinez does not worry me. Give me Mizzou plus seven and a half and hit yep. that money line at plus two fifty. Put a little Boom. sprinkle on there. Alpha nerd Eli Drinkwitz goes in to Manhattan, comes out with a win. He might Eli might be in a costume at the end of this game. You just you just never know. You got to be careful. He may dress up like Darth Vader. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, yeah, this is a good one. There's a lot of value on this game, I think, with the way that the lines are set. So if you take take Mizzou, uh, I would take the Mizzou money line as well. Um, all right, last pick against the spread that I have. Um, man, this one is interesting, right? App State going to College Station. It's interesting because App State's defense uh, could cannot stop anyone. Um, App State – Last week, uh, if Nick Saban was a coach of North Carolina, you would have heard Nick Saban say they ran through us like shit through a tin horn and we could not stop them. Um, that's what North Carolina did to App State last week. True. I don't think, personally, I don't think that that performance is going to happen twice in a row um, for App State. And I think that I think App State is a program that has – they have good athletes. I think they have uh, good coaches. I think they've proven that they can show up in hostile environments and play well. And so I'm going to take App State. I'm going to take the 18 and a half. Um, and, you know, last week, Texas A&M, they turned the ball over twice. They couldn't establish a run game versus Sam Houston State. I don't trust Haynes King yet to protect the ball. I personally don't know that Haynes King is going to be the starting quarterback at Texas A&M by the time we get to the middle of the season. And so I also don't trust App State's defense, but I do trust Chase Bryce more than, you know, probably any player on the field um, to be able to uh, to put up points. And so I think it's probably lower scoring than people think, um, but give me App State to cover the 18 and a half at College Station. That's a, that's a big one. So – yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on that one as well. 40, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> 43% success rate on offense. Uh, not That's not going to get it done for Texas A&M. Um, yep. I believe App State can certainly keep that game close. They And App State was running up eight yards of play on offense versus North Carolina. That game was a little bit of an outlier, but still, I think that mm-hmm. they've got enough offense to uh, keep it uh, to cover that spread. But A&M will win that game. Yeah, so uh... – Haynes King. I'm kind of I'm just I'm just going back and looking. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah, hang on. My fucking phone. Easy, easy. <laughs> Haynes King, uh career high passing yards was two ninety-two yep. against Kent State last year. But he also had three interceptions in that game. Um I think that what App State does on defense is better than what AM does on off or better than what Kent State would have done on defense. Uh, so I am not betting this game, but I did go into the prize picks category and pick Haynes King under 290 and a half passing yards. That's a good pick. I like that one. That's a good pick. 
All right. Um, I'll give you my prize picks real quick. Uh, for those yeah. of you who don't play prize picks, you should. We have a promo code, Dog Central, all one word, and prize picks will match your deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. So if you deposit 100 bucks, they give you an additional 100 bucks to play with. Prize picks is legal in the state of Georgia. I think um, that's, that's worth noting. Prize picks, the way it works is you can do power plays or you can do flex plays. So power play means um, you bet uh, two or more players uh, and all of them have to hit for you to win and the multiplier is bigger. <clears throat> A flex play means that you just uh, have to have um, three out of four or three out of five um, or two out of three, for example, of your plays hit. So this week I'm playing a flex play with four players on prize picks. I'm going with John Reese Plumley uh, to rush for more than 59 and a half yards. Um, Louisville allowed 94 rushing yards to Garrett Schrader. Uh, John Reese Plumley rushed for 100 last week, which was his eighth career game with 100 plus yards rushing as a QB, going back to his old miss days. I like John Reese Plumley to run for more than 59 and a half. Uh, I like KJ Jefferson to pass and rush for more than 261 and a half. Uh, last year, last week, KJ Jefferson had 286 all-purpose yards versus Cincinnati. And again, as I said earlier, I think Cincinnati's defense is better than South Carolina. Um, so I, I see KJ Jefferson uh, going for more than 261 and a half. Ryan Halinski. All right, I'm going to ride the Ryan Halinski train. My week zero, my prize pick week zero was Ryan Halinski to throw for more than. I think it was 190 something passing yards and he threw for 314. So I'm going to go back to the well. I, this is the one, you know, this is this, this pick is what makes it a flex play for me this week and not a power play uh, because I'm not sure which Ryan Holinsky we're going to get, but I'm going to go for 234 and a half passing yards uh, mm. for him to hit the over there. Um, and then the last one is will Levis for more than one and a half passing touchdowns. Levis uh, had a uh, couple of uh, three passing TDs last week. Uh, Cam Rising probably should have had three passing TDs versus Florida. With Kentucky's depth at running back being an issue this week, um, I think they're going to have to air it out a little bit. So I like Will Levis uh, to throw for uh, two passing touchdowns. Those are I like it. my prize I like picks. It. It's good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. All um, right. I'm. I'm going to hang with y'all until I have to drop, and y'all can go ahead cool. and start talking your picks. Well, uh, Josh, do you have anything that you want to throw out right now? Or No, they come for you, Graham. I'll, 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 I'll clean it up. So uh, I've got some stuff. I'm ready to go. But okay. I, I'm going to defer to uh, – Well, to, to while Graham we're Paul. on the topic of prize picks, uh, I, did a, I did like a, a power play this week. So this is – I'll do my prize picks up here. I'll do your prize. Uh, I'm ready for that. So go ahead. Continue on with your prize picks. Perfect. If all three of these hit, uh, I bet twenty dollars I'll I'll win a hundred. So uh we got the aforementioned Haynes King under 290 and a half passing yards. Drake May over 299.5 pass yards against Georgia State. Drake May is the truth. I think it happens. I, I also don't really think UNC can run the ball. So, uh, all the more reason he's going to have to throw it. And then Xavier Worthy for Texas over four catches just has to receive the ball four times. I think they have to use him on screens in this game. Uh, I'm critical of Steve Sarkeesian a lot, but one thing I will give him credit for is he does know how to uh, scheme the ball into a player's hands and run an offense through a wide receiver, especially with Isaiah Nayer going down before the season. I think, makes the impetus all more on worthy so uh let's let's hit that come and join me 100 percent deposit those match are, those are good picks that xavier worthy one i think i don't think texas is going to be able to run the ball um yeah i think uh alabama is definitely going to try to take the Bijan robinson out of the game so those are those are all three good ones thank you yeah, uh, I've got three. I got three uh, names or three plays. Uh, let me see if I can do this and talk at the same time. Uh, I went and dug down into the the uh, PFF stuff and and found right. some some volume plays. Michael Tinsley, 
Uh, 16 targets and a PFF grade of 79 for Penn State. Uh, I've got him over 89 and a half rushing yards. Let me see which one here. Nope, that's not what I want to do. The wrong bunch. Uh, 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 uh. There we go. I don't know if you can see that. Nice. We got it. We got it. Yeah. Okay. Is that which? Who is that? Let me see here. Let's go full frame with my screen here. Program. Okay. Then Bryce Wheaton. Plus five catches, uh, West Virginia wide receiver. I think that um, they're going to come out firing and as JT Daniels tries to get a win. And I don't think they uh, brought him in to hand the ball off. And I think uh, I like the volume play. He had uh, a high PFF grade as well last week. Ford Wheaton had uh, 16 targets and a 79 also PFF grade. Um, so I'm going to take him at 89 and a half over that 89 and a half uh, receiving yards and UCLA's um, Zach Charbonnet. Who is that? Um, the yeah, Zach Charbonnet also had 21 attempts, and I've got him over 121 and a half total yards received, rushing and receiving. So hmm. I'm gonna dig down and find some more. Let's see if I can pull this up. No, that's not that one. There we go. There's Zach. Yeah. And then, the, so these are all the plays on prize picks too. And I kind of like for all of my picks, I kind of like them all. Uh, I like 105 uh, rushing yards over that. And obviously I'm, I'm on the, the rushing receiving combined. And then the fantasy score, I like all of that. And then let me see here. And then, yeah, Michael Tinsley again, um, you know, six and a half uh, receiver receptions. I like that play a lot. And then the last one is uh, that's Zach. There we go. And there's Ford, uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton. And, yeah, he was all over the field. If you watch that game, just that was his go-to guy. And then, again, yeah, five receptions, I, I'd hit that for sure. Mm-hmm. So those are my prize picks. And, hey, look, that's what it looks like when you uh, get on your phone and you select your players and stuff. So I have not so actually – It's easy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a so lot of fun. Easy. The app is great. It's super easy to put money in there. And, um, all right, and yeah. yeah. And it's 100% legal. In the 100% legal. Yeah, yeah. Which, it's PayPal yeah. – Apple Pay, all that sort of stuff. You don't know, no Bitcoin or Ethereum yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> so. Make things nice and easy. We actually, uh, John and I drove past the uh, Prize Picks offices on the way to our broadcast uh, on we Saturday sure morning in Atlanta. So, yeah, go and support a local uh, Georgia company. Nice. Okay, Graham. All right, it's time to go sicko mode, boys. Um, I hope I you have your ESPN Plus subscription, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't have, you know, <laughs> Pac-12 network alternate on your feed, you're going to want to get it before tomorrow afternoon because uh, we've got some absolutely disgusting plays that we're going for here. But where there's an edge, there's an edge. Uh, doesn't mean I have to watch this game in, in its entirety, but I can still make money on it. All right, Vandy and Wake. Uh, Vandy – had their nice little trip out to the islands. They're kind of, you know, the bowl game because they're not going to a bowl game. Now we are back in uh, the U.S. They faced Elon last week. They got a win, 42-31. to 31. They also gave up 31 points to Elon. I don't think that's a good sign. Wake Forest comes in. Sam Hartman back off of the blood clot issues. Uh, so give me Wake Forest minus seven, the first half line. This was the full game line was at seven. Then when Hartman's return was announced, it bumped up to 11 and a half, 12 and a half. I think they win by that much, but I don't know. Weird stuff happens in garbage time at the end of games. I think that Wake is going to come out and they're going to be pretty good on defense. And I think they're going to be very, very good on offense and Vanderbilt's not going to be stopping them. So I think they will be up by seven or more at halftime. Um, Another battle between two academic institutions of great prestige duke on the road at northwestern give me the blue devils plus 10 and a half my logic here is really uh it's quite simple josh we started overvaluing northwestern we as a society not you and i uh because they beat nebraska then nebraska struggled with fcs north dakota Duke shut out Temple 30 to nothing last week. Our old friend, Dewan Mathis. Um, I think Mike Elko is a really good defensive coach, and he'll have a good plan for Ryan Holinsky. 
Holinsky is not a quarterback that's going to hurt you with his legs, really. Um, I just I just think it sets up well. So give me Duke plus 10 and a half. And I also sprinkled a little bit on the money line plus 320 there because I think there's a very good shot Duke goes up there and wins outright. Yeah, um, Northwestern is just sitting there at 42, uh, almost 43% offensive success rate and allowing six yards of play. <laughs> so, yeah, I like that pick. Yeah. And Northwestern in that Nebraska game, I mean, in the fourth quarter of that game, like they ran the ball three and out over and over and just basically like waited for Nebraska to give them the game. And they did. Um, so, yeah, I just I think Duke will yeah. not do that anything on nice. defense to beat themselves. That hook is nice. It, it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree with you there. Iowa State, Iowa. Oh, man, this is going to be a terrible football game. Um, El Asico as the uh, old SB Nation folks deemed it back in the day. Uh, I really liked what Iowa State did against Bobby Petrino's Southeast Missouri team last weekend. I think they may have upgraded from Brock Purdy. Everyone talked about Brock Purdy for years, but he really was kind of a middling quarterback that had a lot of potential that was always unfulfilled. Uh, Hunter Deekers, new guy under center in Ames. 25 of 31 for 293, four touchdowns and interception last weekend. Iowa, uh, they they scored a field goal on, on offense um, total. They had two safeties and a field goal to win their game seven to three against, oh my God, what was the terrible team they were playing? I don't even remember. Let's see real quick. South Dakota State. All right, the Jackrabbits, we have a little respect for on this show, but still seven to three at home. Uh, Brian Ferentz is the offensive coordinator still. You might notice that he shares a last name with the head coach, Kirk Ferentz. There's a terrible nepotism situation happening in Des Moines. And uh, I'm sorry, Iowa City, not Des Moines. Anyways, either way, um, this is not this is not getting better. And uh, Iowa has a very good defense. But I think that Iowa State can just not beat themselves. Yeah, Working I, against me is the fact that uh, Iowa State – I forget the coach's name, but, you know, the one that everyone loves. Uh, Matt Campbell, he is 0-5 against Iowa since taking over. So, we got that going for us, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to lean on the uh, the team that, that is not producing 25.9% offensive success rate, uh, and that would be Iowa, and, that, and they did not score an offensive touchdown last week. So – yeah yeah cool disgusting um at, like make sure you shower after watching this game <laughs> uh, south alabama at central michigan a nice 2 p.m eastern kickoff okay south alabama put up 3.86 net yards per play against Nichols state last saturday in a 48 to 7 win Nichols usually a pretty good fcs team georgia fans you remember it was it was week two of 2016 when they came, the Colonels came into town and made things very, very hairy for four quarters. Um, anyways, I think Central Mis- Michigan's value got inflated because people looked at the score to the Oklahoma State game last week and saw a 58-44 loss, but they were over, they were down over 30 points in that game. Um, and then Oklahoma State pulled their starters. Central Michigan had a big rally. I like South Alabama's defensive line a lot. I'm on South Alabama plus five and money line plus 78 to win. Whatever your flavor is, if you feel more comfortable giving the points, give them. But I like the plus 178. I think we have a nice edge here. So we're going to take it. Um, Missouri, we already talked about. I like him to go up there to Manhattan and win this game. Uh, UAB at Liberty. Uh, I like this one a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, emotionally, I think every, well, not everyone, but a lot of people enjoy pulling against Hugh Freeze and Liberty. But um, for football reasons, we're taking this line. Liberty escaped Hattiesburg. That's where Southern Miss is. Uh, with a 29 to 27 overtime win, despite an offensive success rate of just 28.9% absolutely disgusting and they lost the net yards per play battle 
uh, Liberty hung 56 on Southern Miss the year before. So they go from 56 to 29 points in an overtime win. That's not great. Um, even even UA, breaking in a new quarterback, I mean, they that was not a good performance. Yeah, and the quarterback they're breaking in is replacing Malik Willis, who is in the NFL now. Um, UAB beat Liberty 34 nothing last year. I'm sorry, beat uh, Southern Miss 34 nothing last year. Just some context, I guess. Uh, Liberty lost an NFL quarterback. UAB has built this consistent program with a strong culture. Liberty's culture is managed by Hugh Freeze. I get to bet against all of these factors at under a touchdown. That's a gift from Vegas. We're going to take it. Give me the Blazers minus six. What did you like about this game, Josh? Uh, you mentioned it. Just, the, you know, how success rate. How, yeah, how poorly that that offense played. And uh, and and I think UAB is a uh, one of those teams that if you follow college football more than just, you know, the top 25, that's a good program and a good team. Yeah, they are. And, uh, you know, I think normally if you look at them historically, they kind of run a lot of basic stuff in their out of conference and save, save their, you know, the meat of their playbook for conference play. This is a conference game for them. So I don't have concerns about that. I mean, yeah, yeah if you, if you look at our little chart that if it's probably coming through at any time, I mean, it's like, I mean, is it up right now? No. Uh, yes. yeah, it's, it's, a uh, yeah. I mean, uh, seven and a half yards to play offense and they allowed a 28% uh, defensive success rate. I mean, they played really, really well. And that, and if you're telling me they still, that was not their full playbook, they're going to be ready and they'll, they'll be hungry. I like this a lot to, for them to cover and drub the Liberty. Where are they? The Eagles? Uh, the flames, the, the flames. flames. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. Eastern Michigan versus Louisiana Lafayette. Another absolutely disgusting game. Uh, Sometimes I, I look. All right. Louisiana played Southeast Louisiana last week. A school that, I mean, I, that is that the school from the Water Boy? I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I think it might be, but they only won 24 to seven. Eastern Michigan played the Kentucky, the the Colonels of Eastern Kentucky. Uh, they won by a decent margin, but they did get outgained by 100 yards. I don't really care. I think Louisiana Lafayette is bad. I don't think they should be favored by 11 and a half against anybody. I'm taking Eastern Michigan and the points. Eastern Michigan are the Eagles. Um, so let's do it. Eagles on the road in Lafayette, handing out butt whippings. Uh, <laughs> USC at Stanford, primetime game. Kind of the, the national uh, debut of everyone's favorite darling, Lincoln Riley. 86%. You're going to like this stat, Josh. I got a feeling you're going to like this. 86% of the against the spread tickets on this game are on USC. But 64% of the money is on Stanford. What does that tell us? It tells us the Sharps are on the Cardinal. I think USC has been overvalued and overhyped all offseason. They are Stanford is always solid on the line of scrimmage. USC's offensive line is a massive question mark. Their right tackle, the starting right tackle in this game for USC, had a PFF blocking grade of 36.9 in 2021. Which college quarterback had the longest ever time to throw in 2021? That's right. Caleb Williams at over four seconds average time to throw. Uh, I think Stanford is going to harass Caleb Williams. I don't think the USC defense will be quite ready for this type of game yet where they got to get dirty in the trenches. What do we know about Lincoln Riley's programs historically? If you make them play a four quarter battle in the trenches, they will fold like a wet paper towel. Uh, I think that they're going to bully the Trojans around. I'm not sure they're going to win outright, but plus eight, I feel comfortable with. So I'm taking Stanford. I'm on the other side of that, to be honest. So oh, yeah. Gosh. I'm on the other side of that. I mean, I'm on the over for their uh, for their win total, and I just uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna believe in the Lincoln Riley offense can outscore uh, everybody in the Pac-12 <clears throat> until they show me the until someone shows me they can't they can't. I mean, they effortlessly put up uh, nine and a half yards of, of play offensively, and uh, they're not going to need that. And you know, you know, Stanford had a good game offensively too. 
um you know it's almost they mirror each other's um stats there but uh usc did have a 65 percent success rate on offense it's not bad for the first game in a new system and a new team so i'm on the other side of that but you know we'll see we'll see your points are valid and give me pause but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna stay on the other side yeah i mean i don't know uh the other thing about that rice game last week is a rice Rice might be the worst team in Division One this year. I mean, them in New Mexico State are going to battle it out, and a couple others, UConn, oh, UMass, yeah, yeah. But uh, that score was a little bit inflated by three pick sixes. I mean, Rice threw three pick sixes to USC last week. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, um, I'm going to like that on Florida too. Uh, for John too, I'm 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 thinking Florida's going to. I'm not that. touching that game. I think yeah. Florida's going to win that game. Uh, but I think Florida's, Florida's going to win. I, mean, I, I I would you know, I, I mean I, definitely under a touchdown. I'm definitely liking Florida there. I can see that as a 10, 13, 14 point win there for uh, for uh, almost said Urban for Billy for Billy Napier. Yeah, I mean the other side though is like I don't know, man. Kentucky. They did not look good. That, they they didn't look, look good, but like they might be. I don't know. I feel like they might be sandbagging it a little bit. We're gonna find out. Yeah, but, it's gonna be the good. It's best game in the SEC this week, I think. Yeah, probably. Well, South Carolina, Arkansas is a good game as well. Um, but I, I agree with you. It's a top twenty-five matchup. Um, UNC versus Georgia State. I already told you, Georgia State outgained South Carolina held South Carolina to 79 yards. USC was, you know, they Georgia State had a net yards per play advantage against South Carolina, all of that stuff. But still, at the end of the day, I don't think Georgia State can score enough to keep up with, with UNC. Uh, I would – I would. Their quarterback was like nine for 23 passing yeah. on – Saturday. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say this might be the lock of the week. If it were at six and a half, I would definitely make it a. I don't. It do was that. seven and a half, and I caught it at seven. So I was yeah. happy with that. I've got it. Yeah, I've got it at minus seven. I just yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that North Carolina is gonna blow the doors on them. I mean, I just think that that game could get out of hand ugly because you're you're. I mean, as as questionable as the UNC defense is, that offense is not questionable, and and Georgia Georgia, Georgia State's State, offense is. Dicey, very questionable. Best. Very questionable. So, yeah, I'm glad that we see eye to eye on that one. Um, Oregon State versus Fresno State. Josh, you sent me a list of your super secret probation, uh, <laughs> extra special. Just opponent. It's, it's, a, it's a crude opponent adjustment. Yeah, that yard per play. Yeah, it's a crude uh, adjustment, but yes. We like it. Oregon State came in fourth in the country behind Georgia, Alabama, and SMU in that order in opponent adjusted yards per play. I love Jake Hayner. He is a man crush of mine from Fresno State. But uh, I thought what Oregon State did last week to be uh, Boise State was impressive. I thought that they bullied them around on both lines of scrimmage. Uh, I think there will be a lot of points scored in this game, more than likely. But I think Oregon State has kind of become like this fun team that a lot of people aren't aware of. Um, that kind of quietly. We got one friend that's offensive definitely aware of. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. That's, that's not that's not a us problem. That's a him problem. Um, but yeah, I'm taking Oregon State minus one. I think I think it's a good. It's an interesting road game too. It definitely. is an interesting road game, but Kalen DeBoer. Uh, is now at Washington as well. So that, that gave me some pause. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I think that the Beavs are going to have a nice nice evening on the road in the San Fernando Valley. Beautiful place if you've never been. Um, South Carolina at Arkansas, over 53, we already talked about. And then the, here is a game that I'm very fascinated to get your take on, Josh. Uh, those net yards per play – opponent adjusted that we were talking about uh byu came came in sixth from last week and now they get baylor at home minus three i uh i love both these programs admittedly i love dave aranda i really like kalani sataki i i think 
you know, Jeff Grimes at Baylor, he came from BYU. He's a really good coordinator. These staffs have intermingled a lot. Uh, Jaron Hall is a good quarterback. Blake Shapin is a good quarterback for Baylor. Like, this is going to be a very fun late-night game. I encourage you to stay up and watch it. Um, extreme, you know, there's, there's also just, like, Baptist versus Mormons action here happening in the high desert outside of Salt Lake. Thick plot lines type of intersectional matchup that we love but i just i I keep coming back to byu minus three yeah i'm i I looked at this game as i was gonna i'm gonna pick all these for the tally site thing oh yeah 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 and i'll probably i no, i am gonna be on my uh i'm gonna take the home late i certainly wish it would go to two and a half (laughs) Mm -hmm. but i mean and you know both teams they kind of mirror each other you know they both put up 50 i mean like you know baylor put up 69 points against nobody and stuff and that's why that opponent adjusted dropped him way down and and byu had you know put up 50 who they play it was i think it was a good team right um uh, uh, they played south florida yeah um so i i mean i like on the road too yeah i, I, I like them getting home and i like they're playing at altitude, you know, BYU did everything. They 32% success rate allowed on defense and over 50 on offense, eight yards per play on offense and allowed under five. Um, certainly Baylor had that, you know, good, good stats there too. But I just like um, the home being at home. And I like that, that Baylor did play good defense, but I think BYU, you got the, you got, okay, you're taking the point. You're not, I don't know what the over is on that, but I kind of like the under if it's in the high forties or low fifties there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I like that pick. It's a good game too. It's certainly down in the South probably being overlooked, but it's, it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, I agree. Um, um is that, that cleans thoughts, you up? That cleans me up. Uh, but you know, we have not talked about Tennessee Pitt or Alabama, Texas. I got one, I want one game. Let me, let me pick your brain on this Navy plus five Please. versus Memphis. I got Navy. Uh, oh man, I got. Are they plus to... five or minus five? I've got plus five. Let me check. But pretty sure uh, Navy's favored in that game. Is that right? I think so. I could be wrong. Let me see. You, you no, I've I've got it as Memphis at Navy. Memphis minus five is what I have. I hope. Let me see what sports books are saying. Anyway, I'll go into um, Memphis. Uh, Memphis is favored by five. You were correct. Okay. Um, Both teams did not get a win last week, um, but Navy still kind of a bad offense at 37% success rate allowed. And, but, uh, but Memphis was not very good on defense at all. 57% success rate and a 38% success rate in the game. They probably didn't have to do a lot in the second half. They could, and then, Net, you know, we talk about that opponent adjusted, you know, Navy actually crept over that, you know, in the positive territory by just a thousand of a point. They only allowed three yards per play defensively. So um, give me the points at home and, uh, and Navy kind of keeps this game close and ugly. It's not gonna be a pretty game, but I like Navy plus five. It'll be a short game, triple option football. Yeah. Cut down on possessions. Ten, you say so. Tennessee is. Uh, I have it at minus six, six point favorite. Six yeah. point favorite. Okay, on the road at Pitt. I've gone back and forth on this game a lot, and that's why I didn't put it on my sheet. But you know, because there's part of me that doesn't think West Virginia is any good. I came very close to putting Kansas plus thirteen and a half on that sheet, and if it goes to fourteen, I'm going to bet it because I think that I think that Kansas is going to go on the road to West Virginia and at least just make things annoying for a while um i just need yeah. a lot of passes to ford wheaton is all i really ask well that's, that's a prize pitch i hear you i hear <laughs> you on that that's fair enough. back to tennessee pittsburgh <laughs> yeah i guess just with tennessee pitt you know uh pittsburgh's defense did not look good last week we don't know what tennessee's defense is yet because they played ball state and they're you know hot trash so i don't the other <clears throat> kind of underrated storyline here is that pittsburgh pittsburgh's coaching staff is this will be the fourth year in a row they faced Hendon hooker going back to virginia when he was at tech. virginia tech and i think they're three and zero against him 
now. Um, I am inclined to leave. Like, I'm inclined to think, okay, Tennessee's defense can't be worse than it was last year. Pittsburgh lost Kenny Pickett. That was a three-point game. It was close. Could have gone either way. Like, this swings things in Tennessee's favor, right? But what do you have the net yard per play uh, breakdown on that one? Uh, let's see. see. Tennessee. See Pittsburgh is. Tennessee was. Sorry, good. Yeah, Tennessee was gross. Uh, 1.7 if you adjust it it's you know for opponent basically zeros it out uh pits pittsburgh uh had a 0.6 net versus west virginia adjusted that out 0.4 so i mean there's not enough data points to really lean on that because yeah. i mean because that would tell us that raw numbers and adjusted that maybe pittsburgh's a better team which that's not the case i don't think i don't think either of us would agree with that um, you know, they off, they were not good on offense, 40% success rate versus West Virginia, and they uh, allowed 39%. So, I mean, it's just like they were kind of a neutral team there. And I think Tennessee can just, I think, I think Tennessee is going to win this game pretty easily. Uh, I think they definitely have this circled from last year. They're on a mission this year, if you want to believe that narrative, which I think they are. I mean, they've, they've got highest, they've got high expectations to, to compete or win the SEC East. And, um, and, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I mean, this, that's what their expectations are. I mean, we we know where we stand on that. We oh, both got no. George. We got both. I think I think twelve and zero is what I have George at. So, but that said, um, yeah, I think Tennessee is a much better team. I know six points is a lot on the road, but under a, under a touchdown, I think is is a, a good line. So I would I would I would lay the points there. Okay, well there you go. You heard it there from the man himself. That's what that's what I've been leading. But I don't know, man. Doesn't it just feel like a game that Tennessee would go and shit the bed in and just like, you know, absolutely piss down their leg and ruin all of this like feels like 98 offseason hype? It does, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, if you if you're saying this is not a competent coaching staff and it's the same thing, you know, as the last two staffs for sure. But I don't believe that. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that like they run a gimmicky offense that that Pitt Pitt can solve based. Well, that that, that Pitt solved a year ago and, you know, they won't get three free touchdowns on, you know, uncovered receivers because the defensive back is looking at the sideline for a signal. Yeah. I mean, like Pitt got lucky to win that game last week. Again, you talked about what if, if Florida had um, not had, had given up the, the game there late in the fourth, what the, that line would be kind of the same. Right. Thing. What, what would this line be if, if that ball doesn't go through his hands and JT goes down and, and kicks a field goal, you know what I mean? Or not JT, but West Virginia kicks a field goal. What is that? What is that line there? So I just think, uh, I think that line is, is lower than it really would be. And so I, I think, I think Tennessee's. A- is it that, or is, I mean, like I hear that logic, but I'm also like, or just does Vegas think that Tennessee, despite all of the off season hype was a seven and six team last year that, you know, really is erratic and I defensive, good defensive line play is the thing that solves that Tennessee offense. Right. Like, that's what we learned last season, in my opinion, at least. And Pitt's defensive line was ex- dominant against West Virginia. Um, I'm just struggling with it. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm not saying you're wrong. No. Because, uh, no. like I said, I mean, like, I lean Tennessee minus six, but these are all the reasons why it's not on my sheet. Yeah, no, I mean, I – I can I can see you you're you, you don't believe no I think it just boils down to you don't believe in that offense, right? I mean, is that your biggest hangup? Is it? I just you, I think it's a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just looking at my power rate. I mean, I, but the, you know, if you guys follow me on Twitter, if you're on the forum, I drop a little power rating, which basically is you just take the Vegas win totals and then and then take the juice, which gives you an implied odds. So that just gives you kind of a baseline of how many wins you think that Vegas thinks this team is likely to get. Then I add in uh, the 247 composite. You get a boost from that, depending on, you know, what 247 has your overall talent. And then um, what else do I put in there? And then I have not sprinkled in the net yards per play yet because um, two, not enough data points. So but Tennessee's high. All that to say is Tennessee is, is number eight in that metric, in that little power rating of mine. 
And uh, so I, that tells me that Vegas thinks they're a better team, that 247 says they're a better team, and those people are smarter than me. And, uh, and, I'm, and yeah, so West Virginia is 56 in that power rating. So I think that tells me that Tennessee is at least a touchdown better, even on the road. So, and where they're also, also, oh yeah, the other metric that's key in there is it, it rates what conference you're in. So if you're, if you're projected to win seven, you know, your win total seven and a half in the, in the SEC, that is not the same seven and a half that it would be in the big 12. Um, and I've got the big 12 as uh, the third best conference behind or fourth best because I got big 10 and SEC tied. And then I actually have the ACC number two and then um, and big 12 behind that. So I'm, I'm toying around watching how these, this week's games go and, and, and I'm rating, I'm rating that on your total wins as a conference and also your total covers against the spread and sort of uh, giving you a value for your overall conference play. So, I mean, like, you know, they're probably close to the ACC. Uh, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm sorry. I'm talking big 12, like they're in the big 12. This is Pittsburgh and the ACC. So, yeah. So, they're actually – and, yeah, Pittsburgh's getting a boost. And I don't know why I said West Virginia is 56 because it's Pittsburgh. Let me find Pittsburgh. I'm still thinking of last week. Um, but – sorry, Graham. You're good. Yeah. Okay. No, all right. Won't rewind just a little bit. Pittsburgh is the 15th in that metric. So, that changes yeah. things. Yeah. That's that gives definitely their eight and a half win total, uh, and implied odds of fifty five percent of getting to nine wins for Pittsburgh. So, ooh, does change the dynamic a little bit. But if you want to, if you want to, if you want to break down of the West Virginia Tennessee matchup, I we just did that. So you, can... <laughs> West Virginia Pittsburgh. <laughs> no, I was la- laughing that I was. Oh, oh I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So that that rating is Pittsburgh pretty high, uh, higher than closer than i would have thought too so this would be a good test of that metric 15 versus number eight what's that yeah but there's a big and and also if you looked at that rating too the difference between three and four and four and 15 is pretty close i mean as anyone agree that there's clear three three the three best teams are ohio state alabama and georgia in some order and then it falls off from there so that and that metric falls in there with all that sort of stuff so um All right, last but not least, uh, Alabama, Texas. What are your thoughts? What is it, 20? It's 20, over under a 65 and a half. So, I think I like Bama, but the thing that gives me pause, I know that Texas wasn't, you know, they were playing ULM, but they had 23 pressures last week as a defensive line, which is a lot. And that Bama offensive line is suspect, dude. Bryce Young ran for over 100 yards against Utah State. You telling me Nick Saban's got him out there design runs against Utah State? No. He's running for 100 yards because he's getting flushed because their offensive line is hot trash. So, I think that 20 is a lot to give in that scenario. I also just, I mean, a do I trust a 18 year old playing his second game of college football? That's going to have to face Willie Anderson and Dallas Turner down after down. I don't, I do think Bama's corners are very talented, but still somewhat unproven in certain spots. I think that Bama probably just blows them out and holds down viewers and that crew. But I actually think the better play here is under 65 and a half because it kind of accounts for like that. It accounts for Bama's offensive line if it has trouble, which I think it could. And it also like, I just, I I think if this game, I think if Bama does blow them out and and start scoring a bunch, like I don't think Texas can keep up with them and score into the the high twenties or thirties. But um, I think that there's a chance Bama can do that. Texas was one of the top most efficient, actually even by play points scored by successful play analysis. They're actually were better than Alabama and Georgia for each successful play. They scored a last week or last week. Yeah. They scored 1.7 points. So their big playability is there. And I think they're going to need that because I think that defense isn't going to give you a lot and you can be a lot of three and outs in that deep. And um, if, 
if you're telling me that 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 D line can get pressure and and maybe shorten a couple drives and you know for Alabama um, and get him off his spot, I'm kind of leaning Texas in the points there. I know that everyone in the yeah. every um, and it's going the other way. It opened at 18 and a half and quickly got hammered quickly to 20. So that tells me, I think that early movement is a lot of the sharp money too. Until the sharp money being on Bama, because I don't the, the public doesn't bet early and the public doesn't move lines. So when they hung 18 and it almost instantly went to 20, someone was sitting on it. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, so that I don't would know. I just it's mm. a lot of points. It is a lot of points. What do you think about that under? Because I mean, like, here's my here's my uh, thoughts on this: is like the points for a successful play. I get it, but it's just a number. I mean, I'm not. It's like in one. It well, has I'm just one, saying, one like UL Louisiana Monroe's secondary is probably not chasing down Texas's skill players, but Alabama no, probably no. is. You know, so it's like does I don't know. I think I think the under is the play, but I'm also like yeah this think- is, so this is where like i personally try to have discipline of like i i'm gonna watch this football game of course you don't want that doesn't sweat. mean i have to bet it you don't want to sweat you know what i'm saying yeah. no 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 it's just yeah, like yeah. i don't i don't see a clear yeah, exactly. edge here yeah you don't have to bet every every yeah. game exactly well i, I think mean- what a lot of people do is they make the mistake of saying Oh, Alabama and Texas is on at noon. That's a game I really want to like. I'm gonna I'm gonna place a, a wager on it to to keep it interesting for myself. When in reality, your edge might be in this trash ass Eastern Michigan game. Uh, so bet your edges and don't bet what you want to watch. You've got iPads and second screens and computers and all of that for for the your wager games. Just put them over there on the side. Don't let the children see the the pirated Eastern Michigan feed. We don't want them to get sick in front of you. From the dogstats.com blog. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so here's a good here's the thing. If you want to, if you if you have an inclination, I would say if you watch for a late line, late line movement. Like for me, I'm leaning Texas in the points. And if that comes back to 19 and a half or 20 solid, that tells us the late money's, you know, maybe coming in on Texas or whatever. So maybe that means you're on the right side. And if you want to throw third 10 bucks on it, put some prize pick. Yeah, that'd be a good game to prize pick. If you want some action in that, give dig into the prize picks because that's one of those games you're going to have a, a myriad of, of players for sure to choose, to choose from. In fact, can you give me a second and let's pull up and see what we want to talk well, about? Well, I'm on that? Xavier Worthy. Yeah. I mean, okay. Uh, over four catches for Xavier Worthy is is one that I'm definitely on. Um. But yeah, there's a lot of other action in that game. Um, I mean, Quinn Ewers, I'm pretty sure I saw a line for him last night. Yeah, 205.5 passing yards this year over under for Ewers, which I think they're going to struggle to run the ball. So I actually, I think he might have three interceptions on Saturday, but I think he probably gets over that 205 and a half. Yeah, it's it, it, 0.5 on Bijan Robinson touchdowns total touchdowns so that's an interesting i mean that's that's a good your probability is high that he scores a touchdown yeah and uh would you hit you had xavier worthy at 69 and a half no i got four catches just four receptions receptions. yeah okay they got four receptions and only 44 and a half receiving yards so that's uh, nice yeah let me see let's check some of the bama ones it's good content (laughs) prizepicks.com guys Get on it, baby. Uh, third, three touchdowns for Bryce. See, I wouldn't do that because you'd have to basically to to win. Passing, he has to throw four. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's four passing touchdowns. I don't hate the uh, Jameer Gibbs thirty and a half receiving yards. I think they throw it to him out of the backfield some. Yeah, and he's got 120 and a half total, 17. Well, I don't even – the fantasy scores. I need to look at that a little more. 72 and a half yards for Burton, receiving yards, and mm. five receptions. Under. Under. You like the under there? I like the under on yards. I think he'll have some receptions. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, but I'm going to make the pick. I'll say, give me Texas in the points because I've heard everybody talking Alabama all week. I'm going to fade. I'm going to fade the talking heads. Do you, do Not, you know what the narrative is going to be on Saturday night, Sunday morning, all next week if Texas keeps us to like a 14 point game? It's the same narrative we've heard for five years. Well, not around Alabama. True. Oh, that narrative? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they care about this game. I think they want to win it, obviously. I mean, they care about this game, but this game is just another game on their schedule. Like, this is not – I mean, they're going to win. They're going to – they're going to – they're going to get better. I wouldn't go that far, man. There's a lot of intermingling that happens between Texas and Bama people. Okay. Like, a lot of – a lot of kids from Dallas that can't get into Texas go to Alabama um, and the rest of Texas, you know. And, yeah, I, I just think, like, there's a little bit of a – I don't know. I, I just think the Texas, Texas – we're going to have either Texas is back or we're going to have, like – Texas Twitter you know, is going to – The Alabama is not good type deal. I, I honestly, like – I don't care who wins, but I hope whoever wins wins by like 30, which means, you know, Texas isn't, if Texas wins by 30, that would be the most hysterical result of all time. They would lose to UTSA next week. We all know it, <laughs> but like, I just think, I just, I don't want it. Like, I don't want to hear it, I guess is where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I think Texas Twitter is going to, unless they just get completely curb stomped, then they're going to, they're going to be the same intolerable group of tweets ever anyways regardless of you know i mean it's like alabama i mean like i don't know the narrative is interesting to talk about because i mean this game is sort of but it doesn't mean anything to their you know to their you know it's an out-of-conference game they can still win the big 12 that's what they're going to focus on and they'll they'll run their mouths about whatever they're going to run their mouths about yeah so fair enough that's what we do as well that is (laughs) what we do as well (laughs) i love it all right graham what are we? Uh, what are you cooking this weekend? Anything fun? Smoking? Uh, I'm gonna go to Sam's Club this afternoon. I am going to get some. I'm, I'm gonna get a pork shoulder for sure. I am either gonna get a tomahawk bone-in ribeye or some some prime fillets. Sam's Club, at least in my part of the world, <clears throat> you can get a four pack of like USDA prime fillets or strips for like 30 bucks dude it's it's a screaming deal and there's only two of us so we you know we like that's that's two meals worth basically 15 dollars for uh two people to eat prime fillets and strips is a good way to live uh boston butts 99 cents a pound at kroger boom let's go put that baby on i mean i'm yeah i'm gonna smoke one yeah yeah i hear you i hear you i might actually go to the game tomorrow so oh really nice my friend Gator Haters, aka What's up, I, John? Yeah, John. Exactly. John invited me and my son to go to the game. We're gonna do it. Put on a rain nice. jacket and go. Is it gonna rain? I think so, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, Did we've done do zero it? analysis on the Georgia <laughs> game this weekend, but yeah. Just there's just not that much to say, guys. It's I mean We'll have some stuff know. afterwards though. I think we're gonna get Oh to, yeah, yeah. We're gonna totally. get to see a lot of good play- I mean a lot of the players and a lot of the kids we've been hearing about in the practice notes and we'll have and some guys. review and all of that good stuff. But yep. that's um, right. We're gonna, you know, put plenty of effort into previewing South Carolina next week with film and all of that. But um we could tell you that Sanford put up God knows how many yards in the swamp last year, but you know, there's a pretty big delta between Todd Grantham's Florida defense after they quit on Mullen and what this Georgia team is trotting out. So we'll see what happens. All right. We've been keeping these people for an hour. There's no questions in the, um, in the stream in the, in the chat. Somebody asked for the promo code, which is we, who found it. That was dog central dogs right there on the top of the screen. Seriously, if you get it, this is a really fun way to do this and it helps us out. Honestly, we're, we're doing this, to be a part of the community and have you guys be a part of the community with us. Uh, oh, okay. Here we go. Curtis came in late, come in late, hot screaming late 300 up, yards Curtis? for 300 yards for Stetson Bennett. Is that a prize pick? Let me see. I didn't see that. Maybe they put it up today. Uh, 300 yards for Stetson Bennett. 
Oh, we okay. So his prize picks line is 264 and a half passing yards. Yeah. All right. So Curtis, I'm going under. I don't think he's going to be on the field long enough to get that many. That would take, it would take like an 80 yard early. I'm going over. Whoa. Okay. George's George's tired of the narrative. He's going to be SB4K by the end of this year. Hang it. 4,000 yards passing. I got it. I got it. I got it. Just in Hang case somebody Hang did. The Hang the banner, dude. Hang Print the, the shirts. SB4K. I like we'll it. have it for sh- you at the dude, I need- championship. Dude, I like, I like that a lot. Is that yours? I just came up with it, yes. That that's solid see this is why you stick around for the hour five into the hour and five minute portion of the show if any of you are a trademark attorney please give me a call <laughs> and if so do not give me a call as <laughs> i've already had one particular inter- <laughs> one particular interface uh, with a trademark attorney all right so one other quick thing though while we're here um we got some other pro- like do you like uh lab mcconkey over under 57 and a half receiving yards. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go under. Cause I think All right. I'm going to go it's, like he could get that in the first quarter, but I mean, I think it's kind of, he's going to have to get it in the first quarter. That's the thing. It's like, uh, I mean, they're going to play him into the third quarter. You think? Yeah. Kirby's never pulled his starters before half. Well, even then, I mean, you can move, you can change your your targets and your looks and all that sort of stuff around, even if he's on the field. Sanford is an air raid team, which means there's going to be a lot of three and outs where 12 seconds click off the clock. So there's going to be a lot of possessions in this game. That's my take. I got him. I, I, I like him to go over. I am going to go under on the Kenny McIntosh 98 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards, just because I think they will, they'll save those touches for next week. But that's all I got. Let's wrap this thing up. Yeah. All right. We, so no, I was actually looking at the price. Great television. I'm just playing. Um, thank you all for joining us. This has been dog central. Thank you, John. You were here. Now you're gone but we enjoyed your picks and insight. Lots of good stuff. If you guys didn't see those, check it out on his Twitter at John tweet sports. I'm going to post my stuff on my Twitter at dog out West. Josh has all sorts of content over on the dog stats, Twitter feed. And all of this is all in one place. Nice, tight and organized at dogcentral.com. If you haven't subscribed, honestly, what are you doing? Like, seriously, I mean, that's the best value. Uh, We had more subscribers this week than we have had in any other single week since we launched the website. So thank you guys for support. Big up. Finding us. uh, We'll have 12 takeaways. We'll have all sorts of exclusive features that only you guys will see. And, um, you know, practice reports, recruiting intel, lots and lots and lots going on. So come check us out. Dogcentral.com slash register. Josh, have fun tomorrow. All right. Go dogs. Go dogs.